We're back. We're back. It's a distraction. I'm Drew. That's Roth. Happy Thanksgiving, Roth. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, man. What uh, what are, what are your plans? Are you having anything for dinner? Yeah, well, that's actually this could be the entire subject of this podcast because we yeah. have nothing else to talk about. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I am not. So I have I know the thing where. First of all, this podcast, recording this podcast, that represents the end of my work for the week. Yeah, this is the conclusion of Drew's programming uh, for the, the week. I'm doing absolutely fucking nothing this week, and I'm not traveling either. And you're, I don't know if you do this thing where if you're at home for your Thanksgiving or Christmas, you're like, oh, wow, I don't have to travel. That's so great. Because like, you have like nightmares of like people like like piled into a, like an airport, like packed like fucking sardines, and, yeah. like, and like fighting with knives and all this shit. And... Uh, <laughs> And so I'm always like, oh, I, I don't have to travel. It's, it's fucking great. I can sit at home and just chill out. And then after 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm fucking bored. Yeah. <laughs> we, like when you're like in a position of kind of like watching the clock, waiting for that damn Lions game to kick off, not great. You, no. you fucked up when you put yourself in that spot. No. All right. Let's go through our menus. What are you cooking? And where are you cooking? Or are you cooking? I'm going back to New Jersey to my parents' Ooh. place. I'm going to go uh, later today. So I'm going to get... Like, the miniaturized version of the shitty holiday travel experience. Like, it'll be on a, a bus, probably, and it's going to stink because I'm going to be in Port Authority, and there's like, there's, like, pigeons there, and it doesn't work under the best of circumstances. But it'll only take, like, 45 minutes still because they just don't live that far away. So I'll be able to complain about it, but I'm not going to disrupt my whole day. Port Authority in New York, like, I, you know, you go to Penn Station in New York, and like, well, this is just the worst fucking place on Earth. Yeah, it stinks. And, like, and... <laughs> the uh the port authority's right there and it's like like no 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 you haven't seen hell on earth until right. you've entered this building yeah like because penn station it is bad but you like, you can you can get a beer there if you need to like you're getting a beer like in the hula hands that like only plays the same three billy joel songs on a loop nonstop. <laughs> like it's yeah. some of the worst places on earth are there but yeah, man, uh, you really just can't do shit with the Port Authority. Like, I'm no. sure you can probably get a beer there too, but it's at like a deli where like everyone in it is crying for some reason. Like, there's a lot of things about it that just are not are not cooking right. So, are you are you are you cooking? Are is your family cooking, so or are you just ordering pork rolls? Are, are going to be doing a good amount of the cooking. They really get pretty into it. Uh, I'm going to be doing the vegetable stuff. So we'll do Brussels sprouts. Probably make some kind of salad of some sort or whatever, uh, just to make sure that there's something that isn't tan on the table. Yeah, my wife is always like, oh, it's too much brown food. And I'm like, well, I'm here for the brown food. Yeah, this like, is I the season want... of brown food. Yeah, like, I want I want the brown food. What kind? How will you do the Brussels sprouts? Well, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to just like probably roast them if I can do it. The question is like where I get space on the in the kitchen. Because there's like the turkey's going to be in or it'll probably be resting, but then the yams will be in. Right. And so like... If I have to cook them on the stovetop, I'll just do that and I'll saute them or something like that. But I like my preference would be to roast them. Yeah, oven oven real estate is a bitch on Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, and it's like it's a perfectly nice kitchen that my parents have. Like I've cooked there a lot, but it is the sort of thing where, especially you know, my parents are are bigger people. They're older. They're moving around. Like I'm just I, cooking while my shoulder is like physically touching another person's shoulder stresses me out. And there's no way that that's not going to be the case. While yeah, I'm like my mom. My mom doesn't want anybody in the kitchen while she's cooking. Like, she doesn't want you fucking with her. And, like, I have adopted that. Like, like oh, you're too close. Get, get the fuck away from me. Because like, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, making whipped cream or something yeah. like that. The real reason that I'm, I'm going out there early tonight is that, like, 
I'm just going to be doing manual labor stuff. Like I'll be carrying stuff up and down from the basement and setting things up just because my parents are old and I don't want them to have to do that that much anymore. Right. But they're still pretty on point with the cooking. Are you, are, so is there a green thing on your table? Are you even bothering with that? Uh, creamed leeks. Does that count? Yeah. Wow. That's a advanced placement green thing. Well, no, because like, like a lot of times like creamed onions are a particular, are like a, a traditional Thanksgiving dish, particularly among older people. Like my mm. mom always made them when I was grossed out by them. And I don't actually know why, because it's onion and like cream and like crunchy shit on top. That sounds fucking delicious. But I yeah. like the sight of them, like the little pearl onions. I was like, Ew. yeah. And then one night, uh, one Thanksgiving, my wife found creamed leeks and she's like, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, yeah fuck it, whatever. And it was so fucking good. And not yeah. only that, like this year, instead of doing the, the white trash green bean casserole, because we always make that, and I always eat it mostly it's for the good. onions. Like yeah. I, want, I want the onions on top. In fact, I buy two cans of the, the French's onions, so I have one for snacking <laughs> as we're making it. I went by the, I saw the display in the supermarket earlier this week, and I was like, oh, it's on. Oh, it's like so they dragged it out and put it at the end of an aisle. Oh, like, I get such a fried onion boner. Like when I see that display, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. And like I open up the, the can, and like, like, you know, there's like a few like small scattered ones about, but there's always like some monster ones that are like joined together, like fused, like a, mm -hmm. like one of those freaky cereal pieces that's all like a, like a cluster of like, of like uh, crunch berries and shit like that. There was a mistake in the factory, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck yeah, this is." I'm selling this on eBay. Like that is the shit. The I idea of you eating for. eating them out of the can while sitting in the big chair listening to your music. That's that's the vision of you that I want. I want to have. I want you to be able to feel like that every day. I grew up with my mom. Whenever she made steak, she would get the French's onions, and she would um, she would put them in the oven, like in a like in a little pan. Mm -hmm. And then she would put them on the side with the steak, and then all the beefy juices would get stopped up by the fried onions. Not and it was only. like, it was the best fucking thing I, I ever ate. To this day, it's probably still the best fucking thing I ever ate. So every time I, you know, you know, Thanksgiving food is supposed to be evocative in that way. So whenever yeah. I have the fried onions, I got the fried onions. So the compromise, like this year, because we don't need to, we only, we're only having my in-laws over. Um, so there's only going to be seven of us. So it's not like a big thing. So we're having the creamed leeks, but we're putting fried onions on top of the creamed leeks. That's fine. So onions on top of onions. Yeah, that's the dream right there. I heard you like onions, so I put some onions on your onions. I think just having them in a little dish on the table that people can sort of like sprinkle them like Maldon salt. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Whatever. It's your holiday. There was an Eater article recently where uh, the writer was like, we need to put fried onions on more stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yes, we do. Like, I'm going to start doing... I told my wife that. She's like, <laughs> like, just her eye, like, like her, like when she sees me get horny for fried onions, her eyes just roll back into her head. Like, just there, there goes that asshole again. <laughs> yep. Much as your eyes roll back in your head like a shark whenever you open a thing of uh, fried onions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to go back to Brussels sprouts for a second because there's two things. One, I actually like Brussels sprouts now. And I, they were... They were like the threat food as a kid. Yeah, they were like a they were like a gag. Like my yeah. parents, I guess they had bad experiences with them as a kid. So a lot of the stuff that my parents hated, I never ate. I didn't eat Brussels sprouts until I was like twenty five years old. Yeah, my mom would threaten me with Brussels sprouts or lima beans. Which yeah, lima beans also same thing. Yeah, and so I was like, I was I was sort of scared of Brussels sprouts, and then like I learned how to make them. Like you can't, the way you make them is you can't like boil them. That's disgusting. Yes. Like they have to be roasted on a sheet pan with enough space between them so that they all brown up, and then they're fucking amazing. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I have 
come to believe that basically no good food was prepared or eaten in the United States until like 1996. Yeah, I think that's right. That like everything that happened before that, they were just like, I don't know, fucking boil it. Like make sure it's cooked all the way through because there's like bugs and stuff that live in it. But it was like nobody, like obviously people in other countries were eating better. But the idea of like all these vegetables that the only thing that people could think of to do with them was just submerge them in water until ready to serve is like. Yeah, broccoli was like that, cauliflower. Like just, I grew up on like soft, soggy vegetables that were yeah. fucking awful it was all the time. We made like a raw broccoli salad last year that I really liked. It involved, uh, it was like, it, you basically like you put like a hot oil over it so it sort of cooks, but you're not Ooh. like cooking the broccoli in the thing. Ooh, I liked it a lot sour. more than anybody else, but I was really like, any of <laughs> any stuff else like, that you're barely shit. cooking? Yeah, I don't know, whatever. So I went off on the broccoli. It was just that and cranberry jelly for me. <laughs> I, uh, I had to profile the cast of Entourage one year. Had and to. I went. God, you got I to went, kick it with Turtle, man. I did. I, so this is a story about Turtle. I went uh, to <laughs> South by, and I went to the festival, and I sort of walked around with the Entourage cast. And then we went. They they reserved a restaurant. They took out the entire restaurant, and we ate in the restaurant just alone. And they brought us like food and stuff. And they brought us Brussels sprouts with bacon, and they were great. And Turtle goes after Jerry Ferrar. He goes. He goes. Do you know what? Bacon saved Brussels sprouts, man. Bacon absolutely saved them. And I was like, you know, and I was totally shit faced. I was I was so shit faced that night that the studio told GQ magazine he was a little drunk, which is not a good sign. Yeah. You wow. You don't want I was I waved it off at the time, but I was like, you know what? That's something an alcoholic would do, and I should not do was that. It, it sounds like immersion journalism to me though. Like that this is this like if you're gonna be doing it, like there's no way that you hang out with the honorage cast without someone being like, shots, gentlemen, you know, yeah. but like obviously you can go too far. That's totally what happened because we went to like a house party afterward, and I was I was shit faced, and like Spoon was gonna play at this house party, and one of the reps was like, you know, like the guys don't want some time to themselves. Is that all right? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I, you know, what? I like leaned over a railing and watched Spoon play two songs before I fucked off back to my hotel room. Anyway, every time I make Brussels sprouts now, I hear Turtle's voice in my head saying that bacon saved Brussels sprouts. That's how good Brussels sprouts are. Is that you're willingly like having a turtle flashback. Every time you cook them, and you're like, yeah, it's worth it. This is good for me. The other thing is, and I'll suggest this to you, because we're just totally, we're, we're not even bothering to be topical uh, this week. This is, is that, topical. It's Thanksgiving. So I, my wife and I, we went to a restaurant in D.C. called Barrel, and they gave us Brussels sprouts, and they're the best Brussels sprouts I ever had, and it was because of the sauce. And the sauce was this. It was cream, mm-hmm. fish sauce, crushed peanuts, and red chili. And that sounds really gross. Oh, and honey. And honey, too. I, and that's, I feel like the, that's like weird enough that it has to be good. It was fucking awesome. And we, recre- <laughs> and we make it here now. And we make nice. it. And, it's, and the other thing about... Trying to the, reverse engineer a restaurant dish is always... It's a great way to f- be reminded of what an actual oaf you are as a cook. But if you get it anywhere close, it's a super gratifying feeling. Yeah, because I reverse engineered it from... Because one of those restaurants where... Like, it's a minimalistic menu where it says Brussels sprouts, and then it says fish sauce. Like, Yeah, just stuff underneath it. Just some, yeah. Everything is a backslash. Every, there's just a million backslashes <laughs> on the menu, right? And so we, I, now that's what we make. But we're not making that for Thanksgiving. So we go down the rest of the menu. We're making stuffing. I'm smoking the turkey because it's easier. Like, it frees up the oven. That's nice. really the reason why. It's like, also going to taste onion. better. That's cool. I wish that I had the wherewithal to do that. But that's cool that you are. Even if you had a grill, like if you don't have a smoke, I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Like if you just put it on a grill, 
at a low heat for a couple hours. It doesn't take. It never takes that long to cook. So like, it's fine. And the other thing is that we're having the mashed sweet potatoes with a shitload of brown sugar in it and like marshmallows on top. They get all mm-hmm. brown and stuff like that. And then, and then cranberry sauce. And then I think someone's making a salad, but I'm not touching that. And then uh, uh, the wife brought got a pumpkin pie. Or no, pecan pie, and then I'm making a pumpkin brown butter whiskey cake. So nice. That is, that, that is as ambitious as we're ever going to get. So I'll run down the stuff that my parents are doing, because this is the stuff they do every year. They've done it for, I mean, this is my favorite holiday. Like, I used to fly back from college and, like, just be jet-lagged. Like, they were, like, willing to foot the bill for that because it was important to them. But of I fly back from Southern California to eat, like, three meals and then go back to school. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so they're doing the turkey, just doing it in the oven. Sweet potatoes, like you said, stuffing, probably just outside. We used to do inside stuffing, too, but I think that's actually, like, fucks up the bird and doesn't let it cook as well. Yeah, I used to be all, I, my, what, my mom, <laughs> Freudian slip, my mom <laughs> would always kick it, cook it inside the bird, and I really liked it. And then, like, Alton Brown was like, never do it inside the bird. And I was like, fuck you, man. And now we just always do it outside the bird, because it's easier, because, like, stuffing a turkey kind of sucks. Like, yeah. Like fisting the fucking cavity of the... That's the part of it that I'm going to be there for, and I'm glad that my wife is not going to be there for it. I'm glad that my sister, who is vegetarian, and her kids are not going to be there for it. Because, like, my dad likes to do the gravy with the giblets and all that. He's the only one that really eats it with, like, the the chunkies in it. Like, I don't... I'll eat some gravy, but I don't want to, like... Just, like, unidentified brown mass is not what I'm in this for. <laughs> like You do do that, though, like... So I make the gravy by simmering all those giblets in water, but then you strain it. Yeah. So it's got... It's got the giblet goodness in it, but you're not eating, like, a kidney that you didn't know you were yeah, eating. Yeah, and, like, around. I guess, I don't know what it is. Like, he's sort of, whatever. He's a, Maybe he's, he's just trying to get his iron levels up or something like that. But I don't need, like, bird liver adding to the, uh, I'm already trying to fit too much food into my body as it is. So the gravy will be done. Uh, then I think that, like, basically, yeah, like, our vegetable stuff. And the sweet potatoes, he takes a great deal of pride in. Um, I've never loved them that much. I, it's just too sweet for me. Like, cause My parents like, hate them. Like, that really? was one of those things that they were forced to eat as children. And so they despised them. And I did not know that until they came for Thanksgiving one year. And I was like, where are the sweet potatoes? And they were like, uh, that's, that sounds good. I was like, you don't. Like, cause my parents usually like everything, and they were like, and you were like nah. in your thirties when you learned this. Is this like yeah, you were like yeah, yeah. grown enough that you're hosting? Yeah, because they had never served them to us as a kid, and I just thought that was like an accident because they made my mom made mashed potatoes, like regular potatoes. Am I out of bounds to say that that is just absolute wasp excellence? Like letting <laughs> oh, your kid get fine. through like most of his life before you're like the thing that you serve us every year. Detest it. Always hated it. Like going yeah. back to when we were kids. Yeah, they don't serve it. They hate. They hate that. And they hate pea soup, and I made the mistake of making split pea soup with ham, because I make a good pea soup. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh, because like, like they were raised on the stereotypical pea soup, where it's like a, a lump of like grayish green shit. Yeah. And, then, and so that's what they were used to. Now I, now I make it much different. It's much more delicious. I'm sure, much more an elevated part of the form. And then the desserts. Uh, my sister's going to make cookies. She's a very good baker of cookies. My dad's mm. doing an apple pie. That's probably done already because he's a sicko. He, like, just makes an extra one every year and just, like, basically has eaten an entire apple pie by the time Thanksgiving begins. And then my mom is making a cheesecake, which is, I think, the best dessert that any person that I know has ever personally made. Like, she's been great at it i've never watched her do it and i think it's probably for the best that i don't know 
anything about the ingredients beyond the fact that like I remember as a kid that there'd be like bricks of Philadelphia cream cheese, like just the like those little like pallets of it that you get. The solid yeah, yeah, block. Yeah. There'd be like six of them in the fridge. And then one day they would just all be gone and there'd be a cheesecake in the fridge. And I know that like, like something like a straight New York, like a straight yes. New York cheesecake. Nothing yeah. Else. Yeah. Not like the uh, sort of elevated fancy ricotta style thing. It's like super dense, super sweet. Um, but yeah, it's good as hell. I cannot um, speak highly enough of uh, that particular dessert. You should learn to make it. Like I learned how to make like graham cracker crust. It's not hard. Like I yeah. think you could pull it off. Like I, I know you ever eat dessert even. So I mean, that is one that I would like to learn as like because I'm a I don't know I'm, a, I'm not an impulse control guy. So I'll eat enough of the savory stuff, and then at the end I'll be like, just one strawberry will be fine. Thank you. I am also, I made cookies for my son and I, I haven't been eating a lot of sugar lately. And, uh, and the, I, I haven't eaten a lot of sugar in like a couple of months. And the other night I was, uh, in a green mood and, uh, and I was like, fuck it, I'll have a cookie. And it was so fucking good. I yeah. was like, oh, oh, I'm just like, <laughs> like turning That's into always... Barney Gumble on the spot with a cookie yep. hooked up to my veins. Hooking it to your veins. So don't so, cry for Drew. It's all right. The one thing I, before we talk about football, I like I noticed this, uh, you know, when I've been writing the fun bag for years and years is that, you know, the readers and me are basically like unapologetically domesticated. Like, I think yeah. that and I could be completely wrong. I'm sure this is not true if you go to fucking like rural Oklahoma or whatever. But I think in general that um, being a guy who is domesticated is basically like. What you're supposed to, it's fine now. Like, there's no stigma to it. Like, there used to be, like, oh, you pussy whipped. You're not. Like, domesticated in the sense that you're not, like, getting unaccountably loaded on Thanksgiving Day and, like, not being able to participate or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, you cook, you clean, like, you're part of the menu planning, you go shopping. Like, you do all the shit that, like, in the 1950s, husbands did not do. Right. right? And, and, you know, I think there's still a good part of America that's, like, you know, Still thinks women belong in the kitchen or whatever the fuck. But fuck them. Like, I think, like, in general, like, modern, like, guys, like, in, like, a basically sane part of the country, none of them are going to be, are going to have any hangups about being guys who do all that shit. It's, like, just a question of pursuing a pleasurable experience. Like, I don't under The idea that you would somehow work yourself into a shoot such that you don't cook because that's like soft shit. And so yeah. you just eat like out of a bag every day is uh, weak to me. But yeah. I don't know. You got to cook. You got to, even if you don't like, don't, if you can't, if you can't cook, that's one thing. Some people don't have like, I don't know the proclivity for it, but if you just proudly don't cook, get the fuck out of here. That's the one thing that I do cold. kind of feel like with Thanksgiving, as much as I love it and my parents are older, you know, and they do need more help you know, around the season, just in terms of the basic blocking and tackling shit that I'm going to do in the kitchen starting tonight into tomorrow, just chopping and whatever. I don't know how to like, I've never roasted a turkey. Like I've helped my dad do it, but I've never like brought one home, you know, because like I, there's one other person in my house and she doesn't eat meat. And so the idea of like just knocking that out, all of this stuff is foreign to me. Like never did sweet potatoes the way they do it at Thanksgiving. I mean, like my parents only do it that way one day a year either. But I should probably, like, as morbid as it might seem, like, I should probably be taking notes just so I know, you I, know? I don't think, like, a turkey is, is sort of self-explanatory. Like, you've roasted yeah. a chicken, right? It's, it's really not that fucking yes, different. Yes, I know. Like, and it's, like, the only difference is that you, like, 
you cover it in a stick of melted butter beforehand, and that's right. It. And all that stuff. I mean, I do that shit now too. That like in terms of like that's the part of it that like the basting is me. You know, anything that involves right. like bending and reaching, like I'm gonna have to do that pretty much. I don't. Uh, I don't do the brining thing either. And I, because everyone's like, oh, I dry brine, or it's like, and like our own Kelsey McKinney, like, like puts it like bare in a fridge and like for like three days and like like does a hair dryer on it so the skin gets okay. I don't doing that stuff because i'm just lazy but the other thing is that like we used to buy pre-brined like this trader joe sells in pre-brined and i was telling my wife like oh we like last week i was like do we need to buy a turkey like we should are they gonna be out of turkey supply chain and she's like no <laughs> they'll be turkeys like you know whatever and i was like fine 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 and she goes to trader joe's on tuesday and she's like they had no turkey and i was like ah i knew it <laughs> supply chain did it. She found one at the other store. But still. I'm glad. The idea of it being a supply chain issue is hilarious to me. It's just like a big, like a tanker ship sitting out the port, and they're like, we got a thousand pounds of turkeys on here, guys. Like, this is the, the holiday's tomorrow. But I don't think that that's uh, real. I'm going to make thanks supply chain a running joke, like thanks Obama was a joke. That is my, my goal for 20. Yeah. I'm, well, you know, I'm here for you, man. Uh, your Thanksgiving slate is really dire. It's it's Bear. It's Bear's Lion. So you have Matt Nagy, who may indeed be fired right after this game is over. Yep. Uh, and then you have Raiders, Cowboys, and then you have Bill Saints. Five of those six teams are in complete and utter freefall. And the other yeah. one, the Cowboys, lost last week to Kansas City. They lost to a, a Kansas City team that is back and basically itself. So I can excuse that. The other five teams are just, I, like even the Bills, the Bills have, the Bills just lost to the yeah, fucking lost Texans. To the Jags. Yeah, like unbelievable. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the Titans that lost to the Texans. No, but the the Bills also got pantsed by the Colts last week, right? Yes, they got utterly destroyed by the Colts, who I think uh, may make the Super Bowl. I would not. Yes, be shocked. this is. Uh, we should introduce listeners to this. Drew has taken the Colts pill. He loves these guys. I think like I think Quentin Nelson might be the most valuable player in football. Like I, I like as the second he came back, they started destroying. Just everybody. And, like, Carson Wentz, whatever. He's, like, a waffling piece of shit. But he, like, he can throw a pass on occasion. And Jonathan Taylor just destroys everything in his path. So it's like, okay, well, I don't know how you necessarily beat this team when they're flying over the place on defense. And they really can run the ball as well as the Derrick Henry Titans can. But they also have, uh, you know, they, they, they have some deep threats on offense too. So it, it's, it's going to be very interesting to, to me to see how like December plays out in the NFL, but not on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. is not going to be bad. Can't emphasize that enough. Nothing interesting happening in the NFL. I mean, I'm kind of fascinated by, I always like watching the Lions on Thanksgiving. I mean, I can't do a whole game. I remember the the Marinelli 0-16 year. Like, I like, I had that circled on my calendar. I was like, I want to see how bad this is going to get. I think they lost by 35 points or something. And it was like, that was the Dan Orlovsky air show uh, period right. of that team. I want well. you to take a look at this pass. I want you to see what he does on this pass. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a chance. I mean, like, I think the ultimate capper to the Matt Nagy era or Nagy, whatever I'm saying it, like it's Charles. Uh, if they beat the lions like 13 to six and then he's fired, I think that is like absolutely the send off that he deserves. Yeah. But like, just a desultory win over a team that's worse, which is basically like the that would be the highlight. I mean, it is like the defining aspect of his career. That and then just like showing up completely lifeless half the time and scoring, you know, nine points. Also in that genre of, of coaches that win head uh coach of the year, their first year at the helm, and then do nothing after that. That's cool. Yeah. Coach of the year and exec of the year. It's like a 
like basically like that's someone has started filling out your death certificate yet they just haven't finished it uh, let's take a break and come back with uh, the fun bag And we're back. You remember a guy, David Yes, Roth? very much. This is a very easy guy to remember on Thanksgiving. It's Leon Lett. Leon Lett is your guy. Yeah. Anyway. A guy who probably could have made the Hall of Fame or should have at least been considered for. He was a fantastic, fantastic player. But, of course, all anybody remembers it's is... Don uh, Beebe. <laughs> is, yes, is Don Beebe in the Super Bowl running him down. But then also the Miami game uh, where he made the same... He made a similar mistake on Thanksgiving against Miami in the snow in Dallas and fucked wow. up. So, wait. I have no memory of this. You this don't? Would have been, yeah. What, so, first of all, snow in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, pretty solid. That sounds like a good football-watching experience that I obviously missed out on. Yes. So what did. happened? It was like another like attempt to return a fumble or something that he duffed? So, okay. So what happened was that uh, at the end of the game, the Dolphins were lying up to kick a field goal. The Cowboys blocked that field goal, and then the ball was sitting there on the turf, and Leon Lett went over and touched the ball, and Miami recovered it, <laughs> and then kicked the field goal to win. So, because wow. Leon Lett was not under, did not realize that the ball was going to be blown, that the play was going to be blown dead, and it was going to be Cowboys football. He thought he had to go rescue the ball, and so he went charging in while everyone was standing around. And Leon. Pat Summerall was like Leon Lett, like he was very like, well, like what the fuck, and then and then they lost that game because of that. So Leon Lett, it is uh, wild that two knucklehead things could like because he really, you're probably right. Like thinking about it, he was just you know being the fifth best player on a team that won a bunch of Super Bowls and had a bunch of Hall of Famers on it is like that's a Hall of Famer probably. He was the quickest D lineman off the snap I'd ever seen. So he would go exactly when the snap went. And actually, I've, I have found lately that refs will call that offsides, even when it's a real, just a fantastic bit of timing. Leon Lett would go with the, the snap, and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Hey, your fun bag is from Brian. He says, when I was 33, I ate seven pieces of pie on Thanksgiving after dinner. Wow. My family had to walk me around the neighborhood to get the blood flowing back to my extremities. <laughs> Do you have a specific dining occurrence that you regret deeply, Roth. Oh, I mean, I think for me, I feel like we've talked about this in the past. Uh, for me, it was that, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, which means I overlapped with uh, the brief and unfortunate cigar fetish that took over the culture in the late 90s. Oh, I fucking hate cigars. And I liked them. I mean, it was definitely the sort of thing that I did at the time because I was just like, well, this way I don't even have to worry about no one wanting to kiss me. Like, I smell terrible <laughs> or whatever. But I remember having a big Thanksgiving like dinner with my family and then smoking a cigar afterwards and then just like needing to lie down and breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. Like it was Ooh. just, I had put, um, you know, 10 pounds of experience into a five pound bag and it was, it was too much. I think in terms of overeating at Thanksgiving, like I always kind of do it. We've like made a walk around the block into like a part of our process now yeah the thanksgiving walk is is money i'm, I'm yeah. down with that i just said money earnestly i just want that i know now. well i'm the one that brought up cigars man we're basically this is like a, a swingers reenactment so so money now. you don't even know it. yeah anyway, i'm yeah. suddenly wearing a hat and a bowling shirt you've turned into young john favreau this That's is a really right. upsetting development in the history of this <laughs> podcast but no, I mean, I don't really do you have like a cereal overeating i mean you actually have mentioned <laughs> I mean, this in the past you, you, you like where me. like where your your wife was like 
don't do this. Like, don't eat that plate. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, well, every Thanksgiving, I load up the plate because that's what you're supposed to do. And my wife will be right. like, oh, that's a bit much. And this I'm like, being polite. I'm like, this is Thanksgiving. Give, give me a break. But yeah, one year at my in laws, I loaded up and my wife was like, I don't know. And I was like, fuck off. And I ate it. And then we went home and I threw up into the toilet. And it was, I think it was black. You always love the black vomit nights. Those mm. are always. They're very, very special. So I yes, if you're not if you're not briefly wondering whether you have the plague after throwing up, are you even doing it right? Chris writes in: Are vests considered a jacket or a shirt? I think a vest <laughs> is a jacket or a shirt. Consider a vest to be a lifestyle. Uh, it's really more of a. It's not really a garment. It's just a way of of approaching being a person. I became a vest guy this fall. My wife got me a puffy vest and I wear it. But nice. it's but you don't wear. Unless you're like Kyle Kuzma, you don't wear a vest without a shirt on. I was like, thinking of a vest. Yeah, like that's like Gerardo in the Rico Suave. <laughs> that's you know? right. Like it's not a like look that I myself would ever try to pull off. Like I think when you say vest, I guess this does make sense. I was thinking of like the thing you wear in a three-piece suit, like it just which is a completely ridiculous item. A suit vest. To wear. Yes. But the idea of what you're describing, which is basically like the sort of thing you wear if you're like an investment professional or if you're like kind of cold but not really cold, that's a whole different thing. That's right. But I think either way, it's it's outerwear. It's not it's not a shirt. You're not going to wear it. By the way, I think about Rico Suave because I watched the video a million times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And even when I was a kid, I was like, you know, he's awfully rude to the parents. Like He shouldn't yeah. be so rude because he's usted, senor. Wipe your chin off the floor. Sierra la boca, por favor. And I'm like, that is so rude. Yeah, Gerardo's showing up. You've shown up at this girl's parents' house. You're just dragging them nonstop. It's basically like yeah. a more danceable version of Danzig's mother, which is, of course, the uh, the best song ever about wanting to fight someone's parents. Where are you saying, like, he's gonna, he's gonna, if he eats the, the mom's food, he's gonna throw up? Well, that's just rude, Gerardo. Yeah. Have some, have some goddamn respect. What's funny right about, about that is, like, for me, it's... I guess I was not really uh, taken by how rude he was to the parents, although in retrospect, (laughs) you're very obviously right. I just remember being like a kid seeing videos and stuff like that and like just assuming that that was normal, that like this is what it's like to be a cool guy is that you're wearing like Cavaricis, a suit jacket, no shirt, and you're just doing the running man with your homies in a parking lot. Yeah, that's what I, I want. I was like, yeah, I want my only addiction should be a female species like that. That's how that was I like, should roll. With me, like, especially, I remember, like, whatever, super naive brained stuff that, like, to see, like, I didn't know, like, what sex was or whatever. So I just assumed that, like, Red Shoe Diaries was, like, a, a document, not a documentary exactly, but I was like, sex happens when there's enough candles in a room. Like, that's yeah. how it is. That's what's what it means. Totally. Yeah. And, I, but, like, yeah, I had no idea, like, what normal people did. Gerardo was sort of the other side of that in terms of, well, I was like, well, I can't do that kind of cool guy thing because I'm not. Like, I mean, I could do the running man, but like he does the Roger Rabbit in that video. I always found that very hard. <laughs> All right, last one. Molly writes in, give him one hour. Do you think you could eat more tacos or drink more margaritas? You name the terms, type of taco, margaritas, frozen or shaken, et cetera, et cetera. One hour, could you eat more tacos or drink more margaritas? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, and assume I'm assume I'm boozing Drew yes. for this one. I think that... Um, if it's frozen margaritas, it's easily tacos. I just think your body can only take so much very cold stuff. I think at this point, as much as I enjoy drinking margaritas, and I think that like volume-wise, like if you were like if you could just power down at the end of that hour and not have to deal with the fact that you drank six margaritas in an hour, like, yeah, probably I could consume that much liquid. 
I think at this point, though, there's effectively no cap on how many tacos I can eat. Yeah, I could drink endless tacos. Like, I, margaritas, like, I was someone who I could drink multiple mixed drinks before dinner. And I did. I've um, seen you do it. But, like, uh, yeah, you have seen me do it. But, you know, if, if you're talking about, like, I could eat 10 tacos in an hour. If I drank 10 margaritas in an hour, maybe I could do it. But something bad would happen. By yeah, like no, your body would start that. shouting at you. Whereas yeah. somehow that's not, I mean, if we're, especially if we're talking about, like, the little, you know, like, Mexico City-style tacos. Like, two little round tortillas with some stuff in it. And, oh, so you know, good. some chopped onions on top, which I'm now going to think about all day long. Yeah, uh, that's what I want for Thanksgiving now. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck but, like, turkey. those are, yeah, absolutely. I'd be padding my stats. Be like yep. Ricky Davis hunting for a triple-double. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, now I, now I want tacos for Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is, I've completely taken us out of the game. Don't ask us any more questions about tacos. We can't We're do recording this on Wednesday, so in theory, I could have tacos tonight because we don't know what we're eating tonight, but that is absolutely, absolutely not anything we need to talk about now because this podcast is over. Brandon Nix and Corinne Wallace are our producers. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, and our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. You can listen to ad-free episodes of The Distraction only on Stitcher Premium. Thanks to Roth and me, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium right now. Just wow. go to stitcherpremium.com. And use the promo code DISTRACT. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen. And go subscribe to Defector.com to where you're at. And please, please, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah, Rob. that's important. Have a happy good Happy Thanksgiving, Brandon. Happy Thanksgiving, Daisy. Happy Thanksgiving, all of you. We love you. Have a great holiday season. Bye. Bye.